what's coming up now on Established in the Faith. Sin affects the vitals of the human being. It's actually that which has killed every single human being that has ever lived and will continue to do so. The depths of sin requires a deep sacrifice. (laughs) Glory to God. Hello, neighbor, and welcome today to Established in the Faith. This is Pastor James Pierce of Friendship, Free Will Baptist Church over in Middlesex, North Carolina, and how so very pleased and happy we are to be with you today. Got a great message lined up for you. Hope you can stay with us for the next 30 minutes. If not, let me encourage you to go over to establishedinthefaith.com. There you can listen to today's message as well as many others that are in podcast form. Well, we're going to go on into the message now. Hope and pray it'll be a blessing to you. have your Bibles this morning, would you turn with me please to the book of Leviticus. The book of Leviticus chapter 1, move down if you will to verse 7. Leviticus chapter 1 and verse 7 today. And the sons of Aaron the priest shall put fire upon the altar, and lay the wood in order upon the fire. And the priest Aaron's son shall lay the parts, the head, and the fat in order upon the wood that is on the fire, which is upon the altar. But his inwards and his legs shall he wash in water, and the priest shall burn all on the altar." to be a burnt sacrifice, an offering made by fire of a sweet savor unto the Lord. And this morning I want to use for a subject preaching a few minutes, God's divine order. God has a divine order in everything that he does, and nothing catches God by surprise. He's not sitting up there trying to figure out what he can do to change things. And if I do this, then maybe that'll help. That, that's just not what is going on. God knows everything, ladies and gentlemen. He, he told John on the Isle of Patmos in Revelation chapter 1 and verse 8, he said, I am Alpha and Omega. The Alpha is the beginning letter of the Greek alphabet, and Omega is the last letter of the Greek alphabet. He said, I'm Alpha and Omega, I'm the beginning and the ending, saith the Lord, which is and which was and which is to come, the Almighty. Understand this today, ladies and gentlemen, God knows everything from beginning to ending and everything else in between, and God has plans. God has already prepared. He has a divine order in which things are to be. And as I stated, nothing catches God by surprise. God was not surprised when Adam and Eve fell in the garden. 1 Peter 1 and 20, the Bible says that Jesus Christ was foreordained before the foundation of the world, but was manifest in these last times 
for you and I. In other words, it simply means that sometimes in the, in the eons of the past, God knew that he would create this world. God knew that he would create man. He knew that man would fall. And he knew that man would need a redeemer who would come and save mankind. Taking all of that into consideration, it was determined by the Godhead sometime in the eons of the past that God, Jesus Christ, at a given point in time, would become man and die for mankind. That is God's divine order from the very foundation of the world. And it was made manifest in these last times, in these last days. Understand this too. Everything that God does, His timing is just as important as what He's going to do. And God saw that it was best for Jesus Christ to be manifest, to be made known in these last days. Now, the last days has been going on now for some 2,000 years. And the question has to be asked, Jesus Christ was made manifest in these last days. What about the first days? What about the 4,000 year period from the time of Adam and Eve up to Jesus Christ? What about those folks? Have you ever asked the question or have you ever thought about it? When Adam and Eve sinned in that garden, why didn't God just send Jesus Christ right then to die on a cross for mankind? Why did he wait some 4,000 years? Before Jesus came. Now friend, we could be here all day and we can talk about a lot of things. There's a lot that can be said there. But I do want to zero in on one point, And it's this. Mankind has no idea just how lost he really is. And my friend, you can't fix a problem... If you don't know, you got one. And God had to show mankind just how bad off he really was. So God sent the law to Moses to show mankind what sin really is. Gave it to Moses, God gave it to the people, and the people said, oh, that's... Ten Commandments. Well, that's simple. Oh, we can keep that, no problem. In 1,600 years, no human being was able to keep those Ten Commandments. Now, that didn't surprise God. God knew that right to start with. He knew when He gave those Ten Commandments to Moses, He knew right then the People were down there worshiping a golden calf that just jumped out of the fire. God knew. 
So along with those Ten Commandments, God gave the instructions for the Old Testament sacrificial system, which basically said this. A lot was said, but it just to sum it all up in a nutshell, if you sin, when you break God's law, bring a burnt offering, bring a sacrifice. And in God's divine order, salvation has always been faith in the sacrifice. Glory to God. It's always been by faith in the sacrifice. Because if God had said, well, brother, you bring $200 and you can be saved. Well, what about the brother over here that don't have $200? Somebody would be left out in any other way. But this is the one thing that everybody has, and that's faith. Everybody has faith. You got here to church this morning, you had faith that that car you were driving was going to bring you here. Well, at least some of you did. But faith, it runs our economy. Faith runs our economy this way. I can take this right here and I can make something out of it and sell it to the public. They'll get benefit from it and I'll get money that I need to pay my family. That's faith. Faith. There are doctors that are working on a cure for COVID and a cure for cancer and cure for different maladies. And there are things that they're doing and they have faith that what they're doing is going to ultimately bring about a cure. All of that is faith. And faith is the one thing that every single human being has. And in God's divine order, he had to have man's salvation based on something that everybody has. And that everybody can use to be saved. And that's faith. But it has to be faith in the sacrifice. Which today is Jesus Christ. Leviticus Chapter 1, verse 3. He said, you have to bring a male without blemish. We've already touched on this. But all of those Old Testament sacrifices pointed to Christ and what he would do at the cross. The animal had to be without blemish. It couldn't have any scars, any imperfections at all because of the one it represented the one who was to come jesus christ the male without blemish was to be offered of their own voluntary will god never violates a person's free will of choice in all of the old testament sacrificial system the information was given but none of it was enforced the individual that sinned, they had the information. They knew they had to take a lamb and take it to the priest and offer it up in order to have forgiveness of sin. But nobody enforced that law. It was up to the individual. And today, we cannot force anyone to be saved. I can give you the information and give an altar call. The rest is up to you. And when the Holy Spirit through John on the Isle of Patmos closed out the canon of Scripture, the great altar call was given. Revelation 22 and verse 17. 
and the Spirit and the bride say, Come. Let him that heareth say, Come. And let him that is a thirst come. And whosoever will, there you have it. Let them come of their own voluntary will. Whosoever will, let him take of the water of life freely. And then back in Leviticus 1 and verse 4, Julie, if you'll pull it up on the screen. When they brought their sacrifice, and it went through the inspection process, and it passed the inspection, the Bible says it shall be accepted to make atonement for him. Glory to God. That animal was accepted to make atonement. Atonement, what is that? At one to bring you at one with God because the sin you committed separated you from God. Now that you've brought your sacrifice and it's been accepted, now you're at one with God. And here is this, understand this today. If the sacrifice is accepted, then the one bringing the sacrifice is accepted as well. Glory to God. The only thing that God will accept is to sacrifice. You can go by the means of Buddha if you want to. You can go by the Quran if you want to. But the only thing that God will accept is to sacrifice. And all who believe in that sacrifice, which is Jesus Christ, God will accept. Now, once that offering was brought, and it went through the examination process and everything passed, in the ritual of the sacrifice, the person that brought the offering was handed a knife. And the priest would pull back the head of that little lamb. And if you were the one that brought the little lamb, you had to take the knife and slit the throat. And the hot blood would pour out. And, and, and there's no way around this, ladies and gentlemen. When you participated in this, you got blood on you. Without the shedding of blood, there is no remission of sin. God told Israel before they came out of Egypt to take a lamb, take that blood and apply it to the doorpost. He said, and when I see the blood, I will pass over you. If you want God to pass over your sin today, the blood has to be applied to the doorpost of your heart. And the priest would take a basin and they would capture that hot blood as it poured out. And they were to sprinkle it. Verse 5, Leviticus chapter 1. They were to sprinkle the blood round about upon the altar. That is by the door of the tabernacle. It was a horrible sight. But it typified Calvary. And Calvary was a horrible sight. Ladies and gentlemen, if that weren't bad enough, in verse 6 of Leviticus chapter 1, the animal had to be cut into pieces. The carving up of the animal was a gruesome, grisly business. In verses 8 and 9, we read where the head 
of the animal was cut completely off. The intestines and the internal organs were pulled out and had to be carried over to the brazen laver and they had to be washed before all of it was laid upon the fire. Two things I want to say here about this. Number one, sin is a grisly business. Sin is a horrible thing. Sin is more than just a surface act that one commits. It goes down deep into the heart of the human being. Sin affects the vitals of the human being. It's actually that which has killed every single human being that has ever lived and will continue to do so. The depths of sin requires a deep sacrifice. (laughs) Glory to God. Number two, the animal's intestines being pulled out. And being washed, all of that represents the passion of Christ. The depths of what Jesus did for you and I. 700 years before Jesus was born, Isaiah saw it. He saw it and wrote a report about it. Isaiah 53. He said, who hath believed our report? And to whom is the arm of the Lord revealed? For he shall grow up before him as a tender plant and as a root out of a dry ground. That's the birth of Christ. He hath no form nor comeliness, and when we shall see him, there is no beauty that we should desire him. That's the cross. From the manger to the cross. Verse 3, he is despised and rejected of men, a man of sorrows and acquainted with grief. And we hid, as it were, our faces from him. He was despised, and we esteemed him not. Surely he has borne our griefs and carried our sorrows. Yet we did esteem him stricken, smitten of God, and afflicted. He was wounded. For our transgressions. He was bruised for our iniquities. The chastisement of our peace was upon him. And with his stripes we are healed. All we like sheep have gone astray. We have turned every one to his own way. And the Lord has laid on him the iniquity of us all. When the person brought that lamb, before they were handed the knife, they would lay their hands upon the head of that lamb, confessing their sins. The Lord has laid on him the iniquity of us all. He was oppressed and he was afflicted, yet he opened not his mouth. He is brought as a lamb to the slaughter. And as a sheep before her shearers is dumb, so he opened not his mouth. The animal that was cut in pieces 
shows us the horror of sin, the depth of sin, and the depth of the sacrifice that would be needed in order to redeem mankind. It was the passion of Christ. Glory to God. And every single one of us had a hand in Jesus' death on Calvary. Every one of us, from the stripes laid on his back, to the crowns that were placed upon his head, to the nails that were driven into his hands and his feet, to the spear that was thrust into his side, every one of us had a hand in it, ladies and gentlemen, and he did it for you and I. Leviticus 1 verse 7, the wood couldn't just be thrown up there like a bonfire. The wood had to be laid in order upon the fire. It had to be put up there a certain way. I don't know, but I wonder if the laying of the wood, if it formed a cross. But it had to be laid a certain way. It all pointed to God's divine order when it comes to salvation. God just didn't throw this thing together at the last minute. It was planned even before the foundation of the world. The fire is symbolic of God's judgment upon sin. If you don't get anything else out of this message today, you need to understand this. Sin has to be judged. And Jesus Christ took upon himself the judgment for all mankind. And you either accept that which God has provided in Jesus Christ, or you will be judged. Let me say that again. You either accept the judgment that came upon Christ for your sin, or you will be judged. All of those parts of the animal, the head, the legs, the intestines, all of that was to be laid in order upon the wood, which was laid in order upon the fire. It was all in God's divine order from the very beginning. That God would become man at a given point in time. And die on the cross for you and I. If you look there in verse 9. The Bible says that the smoke of the sacrifice went up before the Lord as a sweet savor unto him. The smoke of that burning flesh was a sweet savor unto God. Now the burning of flesh is not a very pleasant smell in the nostrils of man. It's actually offensive. And many have rejected God's way because it is offensive. But that which is offensive to man is a sweet-smelling savor unto God. And let me tell you this today. I don't know about you. I'm not too concerned about what man wants. I'm more concerned about what God wants. 
And that which pleases God is to sacrifice, which is Jesus Christ. And Jesus said, if I be lifted up, I will draw all men unto me. If you want your church to be blessed, lift up the sacrifice. Lift up the cross. Preachers preach the cross. Church members preach the cross. It's all about the cross. If you want to be blessed today, it's all tied up in His finished work. And I want that which pleases God. So I'll cherish the old rugged cross Till my trophies at last I lay down Yes, I'll cling to the old rugged cross And exchange it someday for a crown Jesus said, if you're going to come after me, you're going to have to deny yourself. Take up the cross daily and follow me. That is the only thing that stands between you and eternal hell is the cross of Christ and his sacrifice. Have you accepted God's great sacrifice? program today has been a blessing to you and you would like to have a free CD copy of this message, just give us a call or text us at 252-299-4234. You can also go to establishedinthefaith.com. There you will find today's message as well as many others that are in podcast form. But perhaps you need someone to just talk to or to just pray with you about something. Again, just give us a call at 252-299-4234. This program is an outreach ministry of friendship, Free Will Baptist Church over in Middlesex, North Carolina, as well depends on the prayerful and generous financial support of listeners like you. To contact us or to contribute to this ministry, go to establishedinthefaith.com, click on the Donate tab. It's easy and all donations are safe and secure through PayPal. You can also mail us at Established in the Faith, P.O. Box 601, Bailey, North Carolina, 27807. We look forward to hearing from you. Hello, I'm Haven. And I'm Juliana. And you've been listening to Established in the Faith with our dad, James Pierce. He's the pastor of Friendship Free Will Baptist Church over in Middlesex, North Carolina. That's right, girls. And now we're having worship service inside the church every Sunday morning at 930. As well, we're also having Bible study and prayer meeting every Wednesday night at 7 o'clock. All of these services are being broadcast to the parking lot for those who wish to participate drive-in style. And the church is located at 744 Friendship Church Road in Middlesex, North Carolina, near the EMED community. On the website, if you click on the Contact Us tab, Google Maps will bring you right to us. We would love to have you, and we hope to see you there. And we hope today's program has been a blessing to you. Thank you for listening, and God bless you.